Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping episodes 9 and 10 of The Bad Batch. So if you haven't seen those episodes, I would go do it because uh, a lot happened and we're going to talk about it. So uh, and I'm here with my with my good buddy, Tommy. Tommy, how's it going? I'm good, Michael. Don't worry. I saved your base. Um, everyone was trying to destroy everything in your house, but I grabbed the base. Really do appreciate that, Tommy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to talk about one of these episodes here. Uh, and, I, and I think we're on the same page that um, it's just very, uh, very different uh, in terms of like excitement, I would say. And like and like actual content as far as like the story goes. Right. Um, I, I really liked episode nine, uh, Bounty Lost because we get Cad Bane. Like I'm like, I'm always going to come on here and just scream about Cad Bane. So like that alone was really cool, but we got some interesting reveals there. And then the second one was like, uh, skippable. <laughs> it, it could have been one episode. You have the B plot B, you make it a little longer. You have the B plot B, the whole, uh, the, the separatist governors, the rescue, because like, that is interesting. I, I do find the people fighting against the the government you know i do like that stuff it's just there wasn't much there and i think that's my frustration is like a lot of this feels like they're spreading it out to fill episodes when really you could cut these up you could cut the season in half yeah so episode 10 i will say it's more so like it was more so like the concept that i really like and not necessarily execution and the concept being um, here are these clones that are forced to work with separatists against the empire. Right. And I think that's really cool. That's one of those things we talk about, like, like, uh, this whole order 66 and, and the birth of the empire, like what, what is all like the, the details there. Right. And this is like one more thing. It's like one more detail that we get. Um, but I almost felt like it could have been like in a line of dialogue or, or just, uh, one character on the side, right? And, and they kind of have this struggle. I didn't feel like it needed to be the full episode. And it is cool. And we'll get to more. It is cool in the sense that, like, for the longest time, the Separatists have been, like, the villains, right? With the prequels, it's like, and it's cool to see, like, they're also just protecting their people, too. You know what I mean? Like, I did like that side of it, where it's like, even they have a line that they're like, wait, this is probably not great for our people anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, I, again, I think it. What we've talked about in the past, I think it comes down to like, um, I, I don't know what Disney told them they had to do in terms of episodes, yeah. and I could see a situation where Dave Filoni had a really good idea for this series, yeah. and then Disney said, "Okay, we'll fill sixteen episodes," and he's like, "Well, uh, we'll, we'll see how we can get, get through this." Um, but can someone please tell me? What are the difference between Tech and Echo? Because they essentially just split up the job they both can do. I love both of them, but Echo never needed to join this group. Well, here's I'll go the opposite way. I don't think that we ever needed. Uh, I don't think we ever needed Tech to begin well, with. I, I agree with yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I have more of an emotional connection with Echo, and I do really. I, I like his character. I like his style. Like I like what he does. And then Tech is like he's kind of like Echo without the emotional investment and like the cool gadgets. Okay, I agree with that. So let's rewrite it. They just won't have a tech guy. So when they do that crossover in the Clone Wars, they don't have a tech guy, and that's why they need Echo because they need that person who can hack into computers and stuff. Because yeah, they already had an Echo. That's my feeling. That's why I say like they didn't need Echo to join because it's like 
I don't want to I don't want to kick Tech off his own team, but yeah, I guess if we go back in time, let's go back in time, kill one of Tech's variants, and then <laughs> we'll keep the sacred timeline great. <laughs> really, merchant shows here. I love it. <laughs> Uh, well, let, let's go ahead and dive into the highlights um, because there, there are like, we, and the cool thing about like doing seven highlights over two episodes is we really get to like pick down like only the greatest stuff. And, and when I look at these highlights, I think there is a lot of cool stuff. So, and first and foremost, uh, I want to talk about the reveal of Omega. Highlight number one is Omega is special. And I don't know, that, and with that being said, I don't know that this really fulfilled everything maybe we had imagined. Like, I, I think there are a lot of theories floating around about like, uh, is Omega a Jedi? Is she force sensitive? And, and possibly those things are still true. But I, I think the reveal was the fact that she's just like the, she's like the central core keeper of the raw genetic material that it takes to clone uh, the clones, right? Yeah, she just kind of like, she's like a storage bin or something. They're just like, we'll just keep this here. I don't know. Like, I liked it, but it's hard because all of our um, it's nice to know for sure, like what exactly she can, she is, and like her abilities are still questioning to me. Like her, like you know, we'll see later on. Like she still is more special than I don't know. Like I'm more special than than uh, than Alpha than than Boba. Like that's how I kind of feel. Like if we compare, because like I think that's where the, like we talk about is it, like obviously she is the counter in my eyes to uh, Boba, right? Because it's like. He is the only other one that kind of like her. That's basically the son of Fett, you know, uh, or the daughter of, of Fett. So it's like, um, but I feel like she has better abilities. If that makes sense. I mean, we're running in circles, but yeah, she she's more diversified, I'd say. Um, and we'll kind of talk about. I feel like the tenth episode will give us better clues to what she might do. But at the end of the day, like especially in this episode, um, like she's doing a lot of different stuff. She's fixing Toto, you know. She's uh she's she's like very agile you know and yeah i, I will say probably the my favorite thing oh what did you have something what is i mean it's not that big it's not as big as my reaction for those that didn't see i gave a really shocked face to michael <laughs> again we talked about star wars like loving rhyming and stuff what if when they made the clone, you know, like he wanted a son, right? That was the deal. Fett got a son and they made twins. And one of the twins went with him and one of the twins went off with them. And it's just like Leia and Luke. And it's just that parallels of these like twin children that were cloned, but like basically a hundred percent versions of the originals. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you might, you might be onto something there. And I, I will say probably my favorite thing about this whole development, and I don't know if this was ever really confirmed, but it is kind of confirmed in this episode that Boba Fett is in the same boat, right? He's, it, it, like you said, they're, they're very similar. They both have that raw genetic material. They can't find Boba Fett, so they go to Omega. But I think that gives Boba so much more power and intrigue even we we get boba right by the end of this like 100 yeah. percent boba's showing up in the series I, I or or we got book of boba fett coming up and we get omega in the book of boba fett or both or both i mean that's the thing is like this also like plays in the idea of like if boba comes in is this how Benick, even though like they played it like they met for the first time in mandalorian right like we're going all over but like it, it is this is the stuff that does interest me is the things there the possibilities this show is giving us for other uh star wars venues and it's like with like the mandalorian like obviously 
Fennec was introduced there, but we see that she's very tightly involved in this whole clone stuff. Yeah, and I don't know that I would love it if we found out that they knew each other. And I, and I, I think they run into the stuff so much more in the comics and the books. And, and I think like good crossovers is exactly what we got in Cad Bane versus uh, Fennec Shan because these are like two characters from like opposite sides of the storybook per se, and they come together here. And there's no real clashing, right? There's nothing that really like contradicts why they should be meeting in this moment. Yeah, it um, makes sense why they're there. Like, yeah. there's yeah, there's, the continuity is still there. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited. Omega is like, like I said, it is nice to know more about her story. Um, it's interesting that they like just basically one her ex- again wait uh, i'll say this like echo seems so late to the ball every single second it's like with the chips he's like after they start about fact she's like oh yeah well i realized they could do that now and it's like well thanks echo you could have told us like maybe two episodes ago and it was same with this it's like casually he's like oh yeah like <laughs> i've done more research now when everything else is going to come up about her now is the time that i have discovered that Omega is different than us. Yeah, he really just pulled that out of nowhere, didn't he? Like, uh, come on, like this, very convenient. Uh, Echo, you're moving down on the list. You know what? Yeah. Or not Echo Tech. Sorry, I've been saying Echo, but it was Tech that did all this. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, tech, tech actually did, down. He did something. Good for him. He did, but like late to the game. That's like me. Like, I don't know. Like my team loses the game, but then I. After the game, I'm like hitting home run after home run after home run. Like, that's great. I can hit home runs now, but that's not really helping us now. Uh, fair point. Fair point. Uh, you got anything else on Omega here? I I think they're really setting her up. Even more like, you know, there's comparisons to her and, and Grogu, right? I do like that they're giving her, and I think it helps it. You know, we can understand her. and She speaks to us. But uh, they're giving her more character backstory. We're, we're not only getting her backstory, but we're getting to see her grow as a person and see her adapt with this crew, but also on her own. Like, she's she's doing other stuff. She's making big moves. And I, I am interested to see what this means. Is she going to be in another show? Does she get her own show later? Who knows, you know? Yeah, and, and I will say the best thing about this reveal is I, I, I necessarily wasn't necessarily excited to for Omega to be force sensitive or a Jedi, right? Because we've seen that story before, right? I mean, it's always I mean, this is like uh, it's the Anakin thing, it's the Ray thing, it's it's the Grogu thing. Um, I mean, we've this story's played out over and over. This this very well could just be a straight shot. Uh, clone story about, about this clone and i like that I, I like that we're actually and and sorry i'll continue on here but the clone wars it's all about the clones right but we spend so much time with the jedis and, and we never fully get like that and rex kind of shines above everyone else but i feel like we never did get like that one powerful clone story and i think this is what we're getting yeah, I wasn't opposed to a clone with force powers, right? To me, that's like different, than like just a, a person with force. I would like to see like what would a clone be able to do with the strategy that clones have with force. That being said, I'm not upset at this. Like you said, I want to. I'm cool with it just being a straight clones. Clones being clones. Hashtag clones being clones. Yeah, imagine like she is like the like part Jedi, part clone. Like, how cool would that be? Like, she's got the clone armor, she's got, like, a blaster on the hip, but she also has, like, a a lightsaber. I'm honestly surprised that hasn't been done. Like, even in a video game, honestly, like, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. 
the closest thing I think we get is like uh, Obi Wan's really cool clone type outfit, but yeah, he's still just a Jedi. So yeah, <sighs> just a Jedi, Obi Wan. Jeez, <laughs> jeez, can't do more. <laughs> all right, let's move on to highlight number two here. And uh, highlight number two is going to be all about the Cam and Owens and, and the division that was going on there. Because I, I will say this is probably like again one of the more interesting. I thought it was like a very believable, like it's again, um, the Kaminoans were very one note in the past. Right. And just like the clones, the clones were very one note. And this just gives us like, it shows like the different characters. I will say, I do have a complaint about, um, we talked about this a little bit at the top. Um, the names, I mean, why, why do you, I mean, they're very, very similar names. And like, I, like I told you, I had to like literally like research and like try to memorize, Who's Namase and Tom Way, and it's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it, it must be something with the culture, and there's probably some backstory and some lore there. But yeah, it gets hard, especially when we don't really know them that well. I think I really like that they're kind of becoming like the villains. Like I like we didn't get much of them in the prequels, right? We saw them for like two seconds. I like that, like. They have wants and they have needs and they have things they were doing besides helping the Jedi. Like, again, it's, it's the same with the clones. Like, seeing that there's more to them than just this, like, 2D, oh, they're just here as as a story point just so that we have clones. Like, that was what they were. And it's nice to see they had plans. We see, you know, maybe one of their bases, potentially what else they were maybe cloning, some other things. Who knows? I don't know. I do. Maybe. No. You know. But, hey. Uh, and, and I think my only frustration with them. Is is not with them, but the show in general. It gives us too many villain plot. There's too much going on. I think we. It's like, and I feel like we jump back and forth. It's like there's Tarkin and Crosshair, and then we'll jump to the, the Kiruns, and and then we'll jump to Sid, and he, you know, it, it's just. I think the thing, my thing with like Mandalorian and even uh, Rebels, what it's good is like there's almost like one narrative. Like yes, there's filler episodes and they go off and do missions, but there's one thing that's happening. And there's one villain, like in, in Rebels, it's like you have the Inquisitors and Darth Vader and all them just searching for the, for them. And that's like, it, you knew they were always there. But like every time you thought they were safe, they'd show up again. And I feel like they could have done that with Crosshairs here and, and, and Tarkin a little bit, but they didn't, they, they kind of fell off. I don't even know what they're doing now. <laughs> I guess Crosshairs is like in medical and stuff, probably, probably still being healed up. But Tarkin, like what's Tarkin doing? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way, because I actually kind of disagree there. And, and when I think back to, like, comparisons to, like, The Mandalorian, right? Uh, the Mandalorian was always getting chased down by by bounty hunters, right? And, and they would kind of come out of, like, uh, behind rocks, and, and, like, they have no names, and they just kind of attack, and then Mando kills them, and they move on. That happened a couple times in The, in the Mandalorian. And it was like, oh, these are kind of cool action set pieces, but, like, it's a very much one-sided struggle. Uh, we kind of get that they're bounty hunters and everything, but this feels a lot more like, it's almost like the race to Omega. And you've got all these different sides, and, and we care about each different side. We get Cad Bane, who I like a lot. We we get Crosshair. We, we have ties to the story as well the kaminoans and tarkin obviously like i kind i kind of like that I, I like that we like instead of like just generic bounty hunter chasing down this person we have emotional investments in all different corners of the story i see that point i guess for me it's like at least i agree maybe not make them nameless bounty hunters like maybe it's someone that's following them the whole time and keeps popping up but also i 
I guess for me, I like the popping up because it, it, it makes the threats feel more real. Like, even when you feel safe, they're here. Like, you will never, like with Mandalorian, it was like, you will never be safe with Grogu. They will keep coming for you, and they will never be, there is never a safe spot for you. Um, I think that's how I want to feel with this. I'm okay. I want to see where they go with it. But it does feel a little, and maybe it's because it's longer a season. So, they, again, like it goes with our pacing problem that we've talked about. Is like, it does feel kind of, like as much as like I have emotional ties to all of them, it feels kind of casual whenever they show up. It's like, hey, Bane, nice to see you again. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to try the whole Omega thing again. You're not going to get them this time. Like, that's how it kind of feels. And less threatening, if that makes sense. That, that, I, I follow you there. Um, uh, back to the Owens here. I will say I, I like – well, first and foremost, uh, I don't know. There, there are pros and cons to this for me. And I, I, Nala Say really wants to protect o- Omega. And I, I do like – because the cool the cool thing about the Kaminoans is they're kind of like on their back foot right now, right? They're they're kind of in a corner. They see that the clones are not necessarily a necessity, and now this is like their hail mary to save the day and save like their entire existence, basically. Like this this is what they do. They clone, and if they don't have a, a use of the clones, then it's all done. Um, so I really do like that. But Nala say. Uh, she, she's the one that wants to protect Omega. And that's what I don't really understand. I get like, okay, you want to protect this kid. That's great and everything. But I, I everything's over if you don't get Omega, <laughs> you know? It's like, uh... Well, and that's why I'm confused. I am confused by the Prime Minister because didn't he say to like basically just kill her? And like, isn't... I was confused because the whole thing seemed like they need her to keep being important because if they don't have an ability to keep cloning then the empire has no use for them so when he was like yeah just get her and and it was almost like is she a secret is there something that she is that you they people can't find out about and i think with not the the thing with with her is like i think she got emotionally attached i think that's what we're gonna find out is i think they had a personal connection i think she sees him almost she's almost like a mother figure to omega and i think that's what we're gonna get with her and i like that i like that there is this like almost like sneakiness going on inside their little uh their little workshop but i just don't understand the prime minister's motivation now yeah yeah no i i I think we're on the same page here and again maybe maybe i'm off uh i'm off foot by saying uh that there's a real emotional connection when we don't fully understand the connection completely right i mean we kind of get the concept again like she's trying to protect omega and uh i mean that's all we really get out of it so i would like to see if there is a little bit more there so um you want to go on to cad bane versus fennec shand i know you want to go on i definitely i mean this is like my favorite stuff man i mean Cad Bane, like one of my favorite Clone Wars characters, and doing like some of the coolest action that we've seen in the series thus far versus Phoenix Shand. Like, oh man, uh, loved it, loved it, every bit of this. I listen, if you're gonna do a Bounty Hunter show, I, I, I love Mandalorian and it's different. I could have done a whole show season of, of Cad Bane just doing ta- like doing different Bounty Hunter things. Give me a Bounty Hunter show, bring in Cad Bane, bring in Fennec, bring in uh, Bosco and all those other, like bring all those guys in. That would be fun to me. The, the, the Bounty Hunters we know, 
Uh, but this is awesome. Kevin, can I, can I stop you there? Because they're actually doing something really cool with the comics. Uh, all of these bounty hunters have their own comics. I don't believe Cad Bane ties into this, but uh, there's Boss, there's Boba, there's uh, there's a lot of new characters. But what they're doing, they've, they've basically had all these these bounty hunter comics, and they're coming together in what they call the War of the Bounty Hunters. So the comics are very much doing what you're describing there. And uh, it's just kind of a side note, because I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Uh, cinematic or comic universe that they're building with the bounty hunters now this is the point guys when michael at the end when he does his recommendation he's like oh i can't remember but go back to the beginning of the podcast when i mentioned something that's my recommendation uh not that anyone would do that but if someone did this is the point uh i've i've got a i've got a good uh recommendation outside of is this it, uh, is it the same show you've been watching for some time I finished that show, by the way. It's very oh, good. I won't name it, but uh, yeah. But we'll yeah, I, I I love this stuff. I guess is what I'm saying with all that. Like it is like Cabin. Like when they when they squared up and Cabin was like, uh, "You're you're not experienced enough for me." Like it was so like like whatever he said, it was so cool. Yeah, and that and that's kind of where I kind of get lost with like. Star Wars has been doing this a lot with the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars and and, and crossing these characters over. I, I don't... Hmm, I, I feel like the ages don't make sense here. And again, we might can argue that Finnick is like 19 here, which makes her like 50 in the Mandalorian. Um, so I'm interested in that character. But with that being said, she's very young here. You would have to imagine. Uh, if we really wanted to make sense... Yeah, she's like 19. Um, but yeah, I do I, I do like this dynamic of like Finnick is like the up and coming bounty hunter. And then we get this like kind of legendary Clone Wars bounty hunter and they face off here. And Finnick very much holds her own. Like she, she wins, right? Yeah, there's like a couple steps where like when she's trying to talk to Omega, like probably not the time, just grab her, put your hand over her mouth and just like, uh, you can have the conversation on the the ship. Like that's probably her only, you know, bad part where I was like, eh, you know, they're still searching for you. Bane's still out there. He's like right yeah. around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. I like that he was right around the corner. Keep keep him going yeah. back. I, I got no, a question. Yeah. Uh, uh, did we get any confirmation of what planet they're on? During this I planet? don't I I personally don't remember if they did. I watched the episode twice. Granted, I watched one at once at five a.m. and then once like I was half watching it. I don't remember them saying the planet. I I don't know. Like I was trying to figure out is this is this uh I I I I don't know where they are. Um, but with that being said, I I think that would answer a lot of questions if they are on uh the Kaminoan planet or yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea where they are, and I I think that would like. I don't know what they're doing. And and you know what, too? Like, I want to give kudos to Omega. Like, while this is all happening, we also have, like, the clones doing, you know, desperately trying to search for her. And um, she she communicates with them. And, and like, that's something where, like, we don't get with Grogu. And, man, Grogu's kind of a little more helpless. I mean, listen, there's things he did. He took a whole fireball and, like, forced it down, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it, it's cool to see Omega from where she was from the first episode to now, it's cool to see the growth and see her learning from them, but also like there's tricks she has on her own. And uh, I like to see this. Uh, and even with Fennec, like where I'm talking about where Fennec like stops him. I think there's a spot I can talk about my cool clone thing, but 
Fennec is like talking to her and he's like, I'm on your side. I'm trying to help you. You don't want to go with him because he's taking you to bad people. And uh, she like <laughs> makes it to the freaking uh, juice juice box. What is juice pod uh, <laughs> with all the clones in it? Falls the on the Fennec. <laughs> Sponsored by Juicebox. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was cool, right? Like, I don't know. That's what I, I'm, I like seeing Omega. I like seeing Omega do stuff, period. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, this is this is a fair to talk about this scene here where they kind of stumble across these pods. And this was one of the reasons I wanted to rewatch the episode. Again, I didn't know what planet they were on. I didn't know what was in these tanks. I think I know now. I, I, are they just cloning other Kaminoans? Are they all clones of each other? Is that what... Uh... Maybe Kaminoan, I... And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm kind of getting Snoke vibes. It may be way too early, but, like, they they looked... maybe And maybe that's where they started. Maybe that's... Maybe it is Kaminoans, but that's where... Those are the vessels that the Emperor starts to use. Um, like, he just changes them slightly, and it's that... You know what I mean? It's that, that was my first thought as well. Um because we kind of get a similar thing in the Mandalorian where we see Snoke type figures in some chambers. Is this the same thing? I, I don't know. But, but when the body fell out on top of Finnick, it kind of looked like a Kamino to me. So yeah. um, I'm hoping we get some more clarity on what the heck's going on there. Yeah. So do you want to move on to Omega versus Toto? And really this is more so like uh, this is more so like the Toto hour. Uh, I don't know how you feel uh, about this, but uh, I'm a big Toto fan as well. It's not just Cad Bane. I love Toto. I, I love them. And, like, again, this is what I'm saying. I could just get a Bane show because their dynamic is so fun because you've got Bane who's, like, all moody and, you know, pass me a whiskey kind of vibes to him. And you got Toto who's like, I got a new leg. Look at me. I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> and, like, it's great. I love – yeah, I'm a big Toto fan. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I, I thought, like, they're, I really like, uh, again, we kind of get the Cad Bane versus Fennec stuff, but then this is, like, Omega versus Toto, and I really, and, and they kind of go back and forth throughout the episode, they fight at one point, but but my favorite point, and I think this tells us a lot about Omega, again, is, like, or maybe it's just, like, very simple and uh, convenient, the fact that she was able to, like, hack into Toto, like, again, that's, like, a skill that she has, apparently, like, she totally, like, dismantled uh, Toto for a little bit. Yeah, and, and and I think too, it was also cool to see how Bane, Cad Bane uses how they work as a team, him and Toto, because it's like we see him distracting Fennec earlier, and it's like um, Toto comes up and steals Omega away. Like it's like stuff like that. It's cool to see their fighting style with that with a pair. Um, I think that's something we see like later on with like Fennec and and Bobo. You know, and Mandalorian is like there. It's it's cool to see when people bounce off each other but yeah uh i do we do we give the fight to omega i feel like omega won this one. Oh yeah yeah i think uh omega got away toto gets his butt kicked many times in this episode actually like like there's one point where uh kind of in the scene we were just talking about in like the cloning room toto comes in and it's it's very quick but fennec just like like roundhouse kicks toto and like that's the end of toto for a minute i thought he was dead i thought he was i thought he was done i thought that was like the end of toto like, did Toto actually do anything helpful in this episode? I, I think he stole Omega away the first time. Um, but then he let her out. So I guess yeah, it, 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 is, uh, it did take her. Um, he pointed to the ship and was like, Bane, she's up there. So, like, he, he was a good observer. 
He has it's like a notification on your phone. Yes. Yeah, because like yeah, Omega Omega goes flying. And then she was she's like ready to brace for impact. I'm like, you got no other options. You were just like, I'm gonna shoot up in this giant escape pod and hope for the best. Yeah, that was that was bold. Uh I, I, I didn't really understand how that thing like flew or like how far it could fly, or if it was just like a do you think it was like, like a, a slingshot because it was a little yeah. ball. Maybe it's like a mechanism that like it, it was like a string. It goes back and poop, and it shoots her up. Maybe it had like a landing point. Like it, it was like Ooh. perfectly designed, uh, ergonomically or uh, aerially to land in a, another location. Yeah. Well, it didn't land there. It landed <laughs> with our boys. Yes. That's uh, we get some some. And this is, yeah, uh, kind of everything's kind of back to normal at the end of this episode. Omega ends up back with the clones, and uh, Cad Vance still just kind of uh, everyone just kind of goes back to like nobody, there's no closure to any character here. There's just everybody's goes back to normal. I think the only thing we get is like Fennec having her message where she like we it basically confirms kind of what we were getting, which was uh, the one KMON was, uh, was working would paid her to go steal from the prime minister to basically uh stop the prime minister's plans well that's the other thing um fennec kills uh ton way here and she mentions that that was part of the job even so nala say again i'm i'm, I'm confused about the motives like I, I would imagine that these people are probably more so like if they're not siblings or like clones of each other, like they've grown up together at least, like they know each other pretty well. And Nalase was down to kill another Kaminoan to save Omega. That, that's you, where I'm like, uh, look, was it all worth it? Do you think she's like, this is going to be like Game of Thrones is, and like we're just going to see like the rivalry for the throne, and then it's not going to matter because the Empire is going to take it and be like, cool, we're done with you clone people anyways. Yeah, Camino's totally getting death starred by the end of all. Camino's, that, yeah, yeah. I think they're done for. Yeah, there's no way they make out of it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. and that's what's hard sometimes watching them. Is like I know the outcome of them, so some of it feels unnecessary. Like it's like what's when you know how the world ends. It's like what's the point, right? Like, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you ready to move on? I, I don't have as much to say, but I, I think we. Uh, we talked about this might be the episode we're, we're least excited for, but I think we can move on to episode 10 here. Um, and again, this was like, I, I will say this is probably like the upside to like this filler episode. Dare I say the words? Um, because I, again, I've talked about this in the past. I have like a star Wars animated TV show spreadsheet that tells you which episodes you can skip and which ones you can't. I will say if nothing else, this like gives me some content. Like this is like, okay. So this, I can put I can put this in my spreadsheet now. I I I I know what episodes are good and not good. I have a feeling this one is uh this is definitely I, I can't I can't think of anything that's going to be uh important coming out of this. Yeah, I mean I think it's setting up that like people aren't happy with the Empire. You know, it's just setting yeah. up more of that stuff. I think it also was a way to separate Omega from the the bad batch again so she could have that moment um and pay out a pay off their debt and b you know show that like she's pretty strategic you know she's she's got some chops in there yeah that that's gonna be uh that's that's fun to talk about let's get a highlight number one first and foremost which is obvious seeing which um i 
I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about this guy. I mean, he looks like the hunter from uh, Jumanji for no reason, right? Do you see that? Do you get those vibes? Yes, he does. He does. It's, I think it's the goatee. Yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting little beard type thing he's got going on. Um, yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, I know we're going right into a, a highlight called uh, Avi Singh, but we get like another Imperial officer here. I forget her name. But we got another one, again, kind of in the past. I think his name was Rampart. Um, I feel like these two characters were kind of doing the same thing. And this is probably where I'm like, uh, there's probably just too many characters in the show. Like, uh, I don't know if we need, like, all this. Yeah, I think that's kind of the issue. Like, there's a, and that's kind of what I was saying with even the villains. Like, there's just a lot that it feels like they're setting up. And like, in a different way than like we, I know we talked to this with like Winter Soldier, and like I felt like they were setting up a lot too, but it's like it st- still feels off, even though like they have the time to tell the stories. I think it's just the way they're telling it that feels off. I feel like uh, the difference between some of our concerns with like uh, even one Wand- WandaVision, I had these concerns about like all these characters that were uh, you-, you had many different villains in that show. Right. But I think the difference is I, I think Star Wars handle things a little bit differently. And the fact that um, this could be the last we see of Finnick and that's okay because we know how Phoenix, we know we will get resolution up from Finnick elsewhere. Um, Cad Bane is one. I'm not sure where we'll tell that story if we never see him again. Um, Tarkin, obviously that story's over, you know, it's, I, I don't feel like there's as much pressure as to like bring all of this stuff full circle. Um, again, I, this Ivy Singh guy, I, I don't know, like maybe that's like, maybe this is like, uh, maybe he's like the next bad badger. I don't know. Like, uh, what's the deal here? Yeah. I, is there more with him? Right. It's like, he could potentially like help out the bad batch maybe maybe he works like this is the start of the the rebellion who knows but it it is clear at least if nothing else it shows that there is stuff going on with the empire that's not as smooth sailing like it's showing the timeline of the world around us because i think we forget because it's like we're so focused on the bad batch and they're like so out of what's happening in the world it's nice to have these moments sometimes to bring us back to, oh, yeah, the Empire is taking over. They're doing a bunch of stuff. People don't love it. Yeah. Uh, let, let's. Uh, I, I, that's all I have to say about obviousing. Uh, we can go to highlight number six, which is the rescue. And this, and this is like kind of the bulk of the episode, all the stuff they were doing. Uh, I will say this leads me to a question that I've had in the past. The the Bad Batch, so many of their issues would be solved if they would just change their clothes, right? Yeah, do you want them to wear... What do you want them to wear? People clothes. Like vendor clothes on like the side of the, the streets. I they mean, need their armor. But they need their armor. They feel, they've trained with this armor for years. Imagine like you wear the same shirt and tie every day. And then you have to go to your work one day and you wear it different. Tommy, that's a bad. That's because it's like. uh, But I, I I do think with 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 military people, it is a little different. Of like, I think Rex actually makes a comment in Rebels about it too, because I think he wears, I think he puts on clone armor at some point, uh, or or stormtrooper armor, and he's like, this is like not, this is not it, you know. So 
I, that would be my assumption. But you're right. They could wear it at least. Maybe if they're not in fights, you could wear some people clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of sneaking around. And, like, they wouldn't even have to get into, like, these... Uh, I know at one point they, like, infiltrate Avi's place, and, like, they, it's it's a little different there. But, um, like, when they're just walking through the streets, like, I, you don't need the armor if you're undercover. But, Michael, Michael, if you owned a clone trooper armor, would you take it off? You'd be wearing it all day. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, you're right. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? It looks cool. It's... uh. It, it's not useless, right? Do you, think, do you think Omega is gonna get like baby Bad Batch armor, like <laughs> a really tiny pair of ba- like clone trooper armor? I'll say this: I saw some fan art that was like uh, it was Omega grown up, and and she was in her uh, armor and everything. And that was probably the moment where I realized like uh, this is really again like kind of talked about earlier. Like we're just getting a clone story here. Like this is this is like her rise to being a clone, and I, I like that. So, yeah, eventually she needs some armor, and that's going to be cool. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I, with the rescue, again, it's cool to see how efficient. I think it's sometimes you forget how efficient this Bad Batch is. is. Uh, we saw it when they had to do the test for Tarkin, and, and, and they're like, they are efficient. You know, they they didn't knock down the base. So I did like this robot. I mean, any robot, it's always gimmicky, but I do like how, like, silly they are like who programmed these people who's like you know what we're gonna make all these robots be kind of goofy that's <laughs> just like it's one of those many things in star wars that like doesn't really make a whole lot of sense like like fire in space or uh silly robots or like uh, how do you give a robot personality like they're not it's so- like i mean does siri have a personality i don't think so does alexa have a personality Should i guess that's me- hard to nail should we get them on the podcast? Interview Siri. <laughs> I feel like they'd be very. Annoying. I actually feel bad for everyone listening now who is listening without headphones in, and then <laughs> all their devices are going off. Alexa, Siri, Google. <laughs> Just sabotaging our listenership. Listen, this is the lesson to you listeners out there. If you ever mess with the Stark Wars people, we're gonna come for your Alexas, your Siri's. We're coming for them all. We're going to get them to go off and really ruin your day. I will say that's probably a really cool podcast idea. This is not Star Wars related, but like interviewing AIs. Like that's the whole podcast. Like each each episode you're like talking to a different AI. Are you signing us up for another? Or is this when you get the Chad podcast and you get rid this of me? This is Chad. We'll bring Chad in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, smart. I would listen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what like I it, we're making jokes and we're making like because there isn't much here. It's they they rescue him. There wasn't much story content. Um, other than I think they have an ally now, and and again, I do think this was to give Omega a time to shine. Yeah, yeah, and that uh, that's the best part of the episode. And let's go ahead and get to highlight seven because it's 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 really fascinating. It's really cool how all this happens, but. Um, Omega the strategist. Uh, that's that's highlight number seven here. And I, I looked up the name of this game. I can't pronounce it. Okay, uh, I don't know how to say it. So I'm just not going to say it. I, I, it's not that I didn't do my homework. I, I didn't do my homework on other things. I did my homework on this. I'm just choosing not to pronounce it. It's like the virtual chess, right? Um, and she's really good at that. Yeah, and I mean we've seen this. this is a classic game. Uh, don't don't uh, upset Chewbacca when you play against him, but. 
Yeah. Time off. <laughs> I honestly think, like, there is a part of me that's like, I really do think they did this just so they could get out of this one location because they had to pay off their debt. And now it's like, well, this is an easy solution. Now they're done. They don't have to pay off their debt anymore. And that's the question. Is it more that or is it more insight into who Omega is? Or is it both, right? I think um, it can be both. I think yeah. it's both. I think it's both to get the story moving. And I also think it's to show – it's to get her character arc moving as well. If, I mean, could we see a potential that uh, a hypothetical situation – does Hunter go down? Does, do we lose Hunter and she becomes the new Hunter? She becomes the new strategist of the team. And, and that's that's the thing. Um, and, and you kind of mentioned it at the top of the show. Like clones are known for like the strategy, right? And, and that was the whole thing about stealing Echo and getting inside of his head and, and like understanding their strategy and, and how they fight and everything. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily like an, a unique attribute, but is it her best attribute? Um Again, I don't know. I mean, we saw her do a lot of different things throughout this, these two episodes, uh, including mechanics and, and the past shooting and now strategy. So, again, uh, who is Omega? That, that's I guess that's kind of like what the series hopefully is kind of getting at here a little bit is like figuring out who Omega is. Because, again, like we're introduced to the Bad Batch and the Clone Wars and it's like, boom, we understand exactly who these people are. Riker is the big tough guy. Uh, Tech's good at technology. Hunter is a tracker, right? Um, and maybe you could say that like those are probably made to one note for a character, but I almost feel like Omega is too complex as a character. We just need, we need to get to the nitty gritty here. Who is Omega? You know, should we have an interview? I think there's a thing. Should we have an interview with Omega now? Like that's get Omega on the pod. She can tell us all the secrets. I mean, look, let's do it. Let's hunt Perfect. down. Uh, what's the actress's name? We'll find her. No, I'm talking about we literally get Omega, not the oh, act. We we man. get Omega. Silly me. I was shooting too low. I, <laughs> I didn't no, think no, we could no. do it, but but I agree with you. It's like we don't know, and I think that's they need to keep the secret because I don't think they have much for this show. So I think they're really trying to draw out the Omega stuff as long as they possibly can. Completely fair. So um, do you have anything else there about Omega or, or anything no. else on these episodes? I, I do enjoy this show. I think it's just hard going from like, especially covering Loki at the same time. You go from Loki where everything just feels the pressure, the, the, intensity of it all just feels more high and I, I don't get that yet from bad batch i would like to see how i feel after watching the entire thing at once you know once it's all out i think i'll feel differently uh and that's the thing about loki it's six episodes they really get they can just get to it right it, it, I, I would like maybe somebody uh to come through here after the fact and like edit the bad batch down into six hours of yeah like that i mean that's i mean i think it would be a lot better so, all right, Tommy. That that that's it here. Uh, we we've beaten these two episodes to death. Um, let's uh, let's hop into some recommendations. I actually have two news stories for you today. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm forgetting. We we I, I I know there's stuff we need to talk about. So I'll yeah, there's some that. stuff you can fill in. Some there's there's some that I have that are. There's one. I'll start with this one. It's it's one about Marvel. Uh. It's more of a maybe, but it's it, Hugh Jackman was having a hot day today, and he started posting a bunch of things that get, got some people talking. He posted a picture of the Wolverine claws 
it was like a re reshare on his story on the Insta. And then he posted an old photo. I think it's an old photo of him and Kevin Feige. So people are now wondering, does this mean, or posted story, you know, I, I don't know the Insta world, uh, but people are wondering, does this mean that he's maybe being tapped for Deadpool? Is he being like, is he back? Yeah, and actually, the because uh, I, I didn't really know where you're going with this, because I did see he was trending on Twitter. I was like, what's going on? But I also, I did see that um, Boss Logic, uh, he does some really cool, like, he does all kinds of mostly Marvel art um, and, like, uh, a lot of cool concepts for stuff. Like, uh, he'll, he'll come up with, like, uh, things for this upcoming Spider-Man movie, you know, like, uh, possible, like he'll he'll make a poster for that movie that doesn't even have a trailer yet, and uh, just kind of fan art type stuff. So Boss Logic, he's really cool on Instagram. That's like that's like a, a small uh, plug there, but yeah, he posted one of Boss Logic's Wolverine claws. Um, I guess the question is though, like, is this is this what we want? I mean, I lo- listen. I love Hugh Jackman. My thing is a little old. Got got a little old at this point, and also I, I thought Logan was such a great finale to that character. And that's where I don't think if he comes in, it would be a cameo or something in Deadpool. I don't think we're getting another Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman in it, uh, starring in it. I do think we may get like him coming into the Deadpool. as like a, even even maybe he's not even playing Wolverine. He's just coming in as Hugh Jackman. And it's like that's a joke. You know, I could see that um, or he could just be trolling everyone or he could be doing something completely different or it's the multiverse. Anything's very- possible. No one knows. Uh, but yeah, that's just something I wanted to bring up just in case it does become something we can say, ha, we said it. Yep. Uh, do you have any other Marvel news? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I know where you're going with the Star Wars one, though. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. Star Wars uh, re- revealed uh, uh, the anime animation animated show, kind of all of the above, uh, uh, that's going to be released on September 22nd called Star Wars Visions. This looks hype, dude. This looks so good. And listen, I, I've talked about this once briefly. I'm not a big anime guy. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. It just never, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like some of the things that, and I'll just like, I, I, I've ex- been exposed to certain things and I can't say, I won't speak in uh, generalities about anime as a whole. Cause I know that it's a, it's a vast genre of content. Right. Uh, but the things that I was exposed to, it was almost like some of the themes were too clashing for me. Like, I feel like there's, it's usually like very comedic and very cool and very action packed. And it's like, it's a lot going on. Um, and there's just like a lot to chew on. So for, it just never clicked. Anime has never clicked for me. Um, I, I mentioned I'm recently going through Attack on Titan. I know that studio is working on one of these episodes, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, but watching, if you have not seen like this, like featurette, right. It's so cool, you know? And, and I think that's something that kind of goes underappreciated about like star Wars and, and Marvel stuff. Nobody gets to work on this stuff. Like, it, like, especially like if you're in like the anime world, like these, these creators are like, they've never like, it, it's been a pipe dream of theirs, right? Like they might love star Wars, but they're stuck in like this certain genre and now this door has been opened to him, them, and it's like an entire new like uh, subgenre of fans coming in and picking up Star Wars stuff, and I think that's so freaking cool. And I'm I'm super in this and like the stuff in there, it looks awesome. So uh, I'm so excited for this. And it's like it's been a long time coming of like <laughs> Jedi have been compared to Samurais for so long now that like getting this kind of style, getting that kind of 
culture thrown into a like an anthology project like this. I think I'm excited. I think it's a totally separate thing from everything, but it's going to be cool to see something in the Star Wars universe, see it, um, and just like not think too hard about it, but just enjoy the ride. Yeah, I, I have to say, because it ties into one of my past recommendations. I mean, this is basically Love, Death, and Robots, right? I mean, this yes. is like, uh, it's anthology episodes, right? And it's done by different animation studios. So, yeah, I, I think this, again, is totally at my alley. If, if I don't like the style that they choose for one episode, it's okay. Just finish the episode and you'll get a new one. So, yeah, I'm excited to cover this with you, Tommy. This is going to be good. Me too. <laughs> this is going to be really good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's go. Love Visions. Yeah. Totally hyped. Any other Star Wars stuff? I don't think so. Cool. Before we get to wreck, I do have to make the official announcement. Guys, uh, Robbie Freeman did did tweet us. So, oh, we have to do that Black Widow. Uh, oh, uh, Robbie. <laughs> can't believe you do this to us. You know, I just didn't think he was going to do it. I, I was, I, I almost bet money. I almost went to Las Vegas, did you know? And I almost bet money that he wasn't going to do it. So good thing. Good thing I didn't do that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Black Widow podcast coming soon. Um, uh, one other thing before we hop into, like, official recommendations. Look, I, I just have to highlight myself here a little bit because, uh, look, we don't do this a lot, but I took a, I took you up on one of your recommendations. I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I'm, I wanna, I I almost could do a whole podcast talking about this because I have so many thoughts and, and questions for you because, yeah, continue. Over the Garden Wall is absolutely insane, and I love every bit of it. Like, Did you finish it? I haven't finished it. I'm on, like, episode three, but um, I was watching it with the kids – which, you know, I don't know if that's advisable or not, but uh, two out of the, th- or one out of the three of them was enjoying it. So uh, nice. <laughs> take that for what you will. You texted me that. And I said, it's pretty scary, bud. Like, I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, here's the thing. And this is like, I thought that this genre of kids television was gone. And I, I don't even know if I'd call this kids television, first of all. But like, I grew up with Courage the Cowardly Dog. And that was like completely like traumatizing at some point. So I, I thought that we were past that. But apparently not. This is like the same type of deal. All my recommendations have been this style of uh, that, like almost like dark. Like this is very um, over the Garnwell is very fantasy, very but like um, old fairy tales. Like it yeah. really feels like the grim, the you know those those stories. Um, but that Infinity Train is the same kind of vibe. Adventure Time, same kind of vibe. Adventure Time's a little more fun, but it, there is that serious moments, and uh, I'm really glad you like it. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll keep talking about that one. But yeah. uh, on to some current recommendations, right? Tell me what you got. Uh, it, you know, it's because it's the last thing I really watched, uh, and I forgot how much I, I enjoyed it was nothing really to do with, with comics or anything, but I watched Miracle on Ice on the plane. I, I went home recently and I came back and so I, I'll recommend Miracle on Ice. It was a good movie. I, you know, uh, it's nostalgic for me in the sense i wasn't alive so it's not nostalgic in that way but uh lake placid is where it was set and like i'm from new york um i have a lot of friends and family that like i was uh, for those that don't know miracle on ice it's a whole you know russia versus soviet union versus uh u.s and hockey and we won the olympics and it was like a huge deal Wait, hold on. Is it called Miracle on Ice or is it called Miracle? I think it's called Miracle, but the full, the full, it's called Miracle. The full phrase of like, 
uh, the event is Miracle on Ice. But I was starting to think that uh, sorry to interrupt, but because uh, I have seen Miracle, but I was starting to think this is like the musical version, like the on no. ice musical version of Miracle. No, 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 it's Miracle. But okay. yeah, it's uh, so it's nostalgic for me. I had a I had a boss that I worked at a amusement park once in my life, and he told me how he had tickets to go see it, and he gave them up. Because he thought he his buddies were like, let's just go out drinking tonight. And he's like, okay. So he just went drinking in the in the woods with his friends and missed out on seeing the miracle because uh, he just no one thought they were gonna win. And so, and my mom talks about it too. Of like, my mom was like, I remember where I was when this happened. And so it was cool to watch. Great movie. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell always a good time. Yeah, I'll recommend it as well. Again, I said I saw it. Good movie. It's one of those like. Uh, uh makes makes the hair on my arm stand up there because it is such a cool it's cool story and uh awesome moment in history sports history so um i'll go into my recommendation um this is a game i have not played probably about a year ago i was playing this game um ghost of tushima this is a it's a a light rpg samurai game um i call it light because i mean uh i guess there's rpg elements but it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty it's a simplistic game right um but it's oh my god this game is so much but like uh I, I don't think that i've ever played a game where and the maybe like the best modern comparison i could bring it to is like the spider the, the new spider-man games like that's how fun this combat is um ghost of tushima is so much fun you're playing as a samurai um, and it's an open world game. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, there's a lot of like cool things to unlock and the story is really good as well. Um, but I bring it up now because um, they're coming out with a director's cut, which I don't know how that works in video games, but there's gonna be like new content and everything. So uh, it's, and it's coming on the, the PS5. So I, I don't know if anybody has been able to get their hands on that, but um, it's on PS5 and PS4. So. Look, uh, if you're looking for a fun game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is like the best game I've played in the last few years. So I uh, highly recommend Ghost of Tsushima. I like samurai stuff. It's a lot of fun. Do you have a PlayStation? I don't even know. I do. I do. Uh, I would. I would. Uh, I would I'll look at it. I'll look at it. Yeah. Um, do you, instead of director cuts, should we start doing director commentaries on video games? Where they just go, oh yeah, so at this point we were thinking about doing this, and we actually cut this part of the video game, but then we uh, revamped this. Ca- oh, this is our favorite NPC. Look at this guy. I would, I would buy that. Uh, that like, yeah, like, are you still playing through? Or are you watching? Yeah, that it's would like be. When I, you I'll reach be- certain points, they start piping in. Yeah, that would be cool. I actually don't hate that idea. So. You act like crazy. you hate most of my ideas. I mean, it's kind of outlandish, but uh, look, that sounds cool. I'm here so for we'll put it. it. We'll put it up there with Baby Avengers. When I start making Baby Avengers, then we'll work we'll, on the director's commentary. We'll put it on the mantle there, Tommy. <laughs> Stark, the Stark Wars mantle of great ideas. The, the Stark Wars fridge. Oh, good job, Tommy. Here we go. We're going to put that up there real quick. <laughs> oh no <laughs> all right next year report card with b pluses and everything yeah yeah <laughs> all right let's uh let's wrap this bad boy up we've we've gone on long enough um well uh first i want to shout out eric robertson who did our music at the top of the show always appreciate that 
Um, also do want to Ethan Kellum who does our logo. Uh, great work there. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five star reviews. Again, I've said it before, uh, we can see our listenership. We see how much reviews we have. I know that uh, everybody that cares has given us one. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, if, if you haven't done it for some reason, go ahead and hit the subscribe button because uh, we'll be here every week with Loki recaps and every two weeks with Bad Batch. And once Loki's gone, I think we're going back to one week. I don't know. We'll discuss it. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got for you guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and ask us for a Discord link uh, at Star Wars Pod. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.